Welcome to our Spiritual Resilience Podcast with Reverend Rich Taffel, a transformative leader and executive coach in areas of public policy, social change, and spiritual entrepreneurship. We understand that today's life and social challenges require a more holistic approach, including spiritual tools, thoughtful dialogue, and of course, community building. Join us in the conversation. I want to speak today about the meaning of life. Now, this comes from a question raised during one of our after-sermon discussions a few weeks back. Do we have a specific purpose to our life? And can we know the meaning of our life? Now, these are some heavy questions, but let's do what we do here every week and see what we can learn about the answers. This past week, we commemorated a day of remembrance for the Holocaust. And one positive thing that came out of this evil that forced the world to think deeper about meaning and purpose, the role of good versus evil. And for me, one of the best examples of that is found in the work of Viktor Frankl, who wrote a book called Man's Search for Meaning. Based on his experience surviving Auschwitz death camp, he shares what he observed as a psychologist. It's a great book and I highly recommend it if you haven't read it. In fact, as I was writing the sermon, I noticed Annabelle Park also referenced it this week in her Facebook page. So I think meaning as a topic is in. Now, Frankel observed among the prisoners that those with meaning in their life survived the death camp, despite every ounce of their humanity being stripped away. Meaning, he argues, is the most important part of being human. We need to tap into our meaning to have a happy and fulfilled life. Those without meaning lose life. They slip into boredom, addiction, and depression. He saw the rise of automation and industrialization as creating what he called an existential vacuum, growing numbers of people who say they have no meaning to their life. And he noted it was bad in Europe, but it was much worse in the United States. He noted that instead of having true meaning in our lives, many were just living lives that others expected us to live. Others chose pursuit of money, Others chose pursuit of status. Frankl himself went on to create a new school of therapy called logotherapy, logo meaning meaning, to help patients find their meaning. He argued we need to know our why to live our best life. In fact, he quoted Nietzsche, Nietzsche saying, he who has a why to live can bear almost any how. So for Frankl, meaning is our why to life. In the book, he offers a very helpful analogy to imagining the meaning in our life. He describes our life as a movie. And the film only really makes sense when we see it together and complete, and usually at the end. We can't make meaning out of it from looking at one little clip of our daily life. 
When we look at our daily life, we need to understand we're looking at just one clip of the film of our life. We're looking at it with a magnifying glass and we can see the image for the moment, but sometimes it's very hard to find meaning in that one moment. But we have to remind ourselves there's a bigger picture to our life. What can we do in each moment of our life is to look at one image and ask ourselves, what can I do to be purposeful today? What can I do to be on purpose in this moment? Living a life each day where we seek to be more meaningful and purposeful in our life ultimately leads to a purposeful life. He notes that meaning and purpose come from living a life for a cause bigger than ourselves. He asked the question, are we willing to die for a cause? Are there people we're willing to die for? In those answers, we see meaning. Now, some of you may remember when I had uh, Tim Kelly speak at church a few months back about purpose. He's really one of the national leaders on the topic of helping individuals and groups find their purpose. In fact, he might be a good person for us to engage with as a church as we plan our future. Now, Tim's exercise for individuals tap into what he calls engaging your trusted source, that entity in your life who helps you gain clarity and meaning. The results from his work are never literal. They don't say, become an accountant, become a lawyer, become a nurse to fulfill your purpose meaning. Instead, the meditation presents visual images much like parables. Your purpose is not something so specific, but it is the through line of meaning of your overall life. So when I did this exercise with Tim, the result was very abstract. In fact, the phrase that came up was being a translator at the Tower of Babel. And you might remember I actually used that as a sermon title. Now that doesn't make much sense to anyone but me, and it could have many paths to accomplish it. But I think that's when we're looking for our meaning and purpose, we should look for those broad themes and they will very rarely be literal. They'll be much more figurative. In today's gospel, Jesus gives us purpose advice, and he also uses a parable, an analogy of salt. When we're living on purpose for others, our salt has flavor. It increases the taste of the things that it's brought to, brings out the best. But when we are out of touch with our purpose, we lose our taste as salt. In fact, we're useless. He also uses the analogy of light. A purposeful life is a light shining for others to see, to be guided by. But when we refuse to love, it is as though the light of our life is covered and we are useless. Jesus is telling us that when we live our purpose of loving others, our lives have meaning. When we refuse to engage in that purpose, to be kinder or more caring, our light is hidden. Swedenborg, whose uh, birthday was actually yesterday, offers a couple of helpful insights that I think help me relax a little bit with this whole topic, meaning and purpose. We can get worried. What if we're not on our meaning? What if we're completely off our purpose? 
He suggests that through divine providence, God's purposeful flow of our lives, that God is directing our life constantly. Now we can get a glimpse of the higher meaning, but we can only understand it looking backward. Much like Frankel's description of a movie, we can only understand it when it's complete. A few weeks back, I watched a movie that I highly recommend, The Power of the Dog, which tells the tale of a mother and son trying to survive in the Wild West. Now, to be honest, there was so much bullying in, in the movie, bullying, you know, uh, of the woman and her son. I found it very hard to sit through. And in fact, I turned it off, just was not interested. But the film got great reviews and people were talking about it. So I went back and forced myself to watch it. I'm glad I did because the ending made sense of the entire film. It really didn't make sense until I watched all the way through. And so too, our lives make sense with our purpose at the end of the movie. So Swedenborg sums up that our purpose here is to learn to love others and be less, less self-focused. That's really it. And he goes on to say, it's what we try to do, what our motivations are that really makes the difference. I think that's really fascinating. A person who does something really good in the world, but their motivations are from the dark side, he says are not really valuable. But he argues that if we try to do good and things don't work out as we had planned, our motivations are what God is looking at. So it's truly what's on the inside. What are we truly seeking to accomplish? If we use Frankel's image of the clip in our movie, and we look at what Swedenborg says about having uh, motivation in each, each moment, we do get a way to focus this question of meaning and purpose in the moment of our life. We can stop the film, our life, and ask, am I really trying to do good? Am I, is my motivation pure? Am I seeking to be a little bit better? And when we do that, doors will open. We will be nudged. We will be pushed. We will be guided. We will always have our free will to say no. But we will be guided on the life and the purpose that would be the best for God. Now, in my own life, I've often felt like the analogy of purpose is more like GPS it's God's guidance in my head. And very often, if you've got that GPS going and you decide to go in a different direction, it can be very annoying. So you decide to go a different way, the GPS is still speaking and it, what does it say? Take a left turn at the light, take a U-turn, take a left turn, take a U-turn. It constantly wants you to get back on track. And so too does God in our life. We have the freedom not to, but that voice, that nudge, that message is saying, get back on track. Now, if we pray to God to have a meaningful life of purpose, we'll be given those thousands of nudges and pushes and new opportunities each week to move in that direction. We're free to ignore the advice, but God will keep nudging. I know in my own life, 
This surprises people, but I avoided being a pastor of this church for a long time. I had been nudged, pushed, and I'm sure guided by God to do it, but for selfish reasons, primarily, I didn't want to do it. And I finally relented, and I now look at it as one of the most meaningful chapters in my life. But it's something I actually fought. But there was nudging, pushing suggestions that I could feel from guides. So we can feel those, and we can ignore them, or we can pay attention to them. We're free in our own lives to always move in a more meaningful direction. So there are things we could do in our daily life to kind of tap into our meaning and purpose. Well, I think there are some questions we can ask in that daily moment. We can't see the big picture. What can I do today to be more meaningful? What one action can I do to get outside of myself and my own selfish needs and thoughts? Who in my life could use a call right now? Who can I be of service to? What greater good can I be part of? Let me look at my motives. How can they be more pure and less self-interested? If we ask these questions, we're giving meaning and purpose that one little clip of the film of our life. And over a lifetime, that adds up to a purposeful life. I believe this is what Jesus is referring to when he says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all other things will be added to your life. If we seek our purpose with pure intentions, we will be in the flow of divine providence and our life will have meaning and purpose. Amen. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Spiritual Resilience Podcast with Reverend Rich Taffel. We invite you to reach out to us with your questions and comments, as well as proposed topics for discussion. Sending you love and light. Till next episode.